0: Hey, baddies. Just a quick side note before the episode starts. It is just me this week. Uh, Unfortunately, Jane could not be here. She's out of town at her sister's grad. So Jane and I guess Jordan, if you do listen, congrats on graduating, Jordan. And Jane, I hope you're having so much fun with your sister. I know how much she means to you. And we miss you a lot here, but we are excited to have you back next week. Enjoy the show. (laughs) Oh, It's Allie, and this week it's actually just me, so hopefully you guys don't get annoyed with my voice or tired of hearing just my voice. Um. <clears throat> also, excuse me, I think I have allergies. I'm not sure what's going on, but I've been coughing and sneezing a lot, and I'm also recording in my bed currently, so if you hear any kind of sound, it's probably just from my bedroom, so I apologize. <laughs> um. However, today... It's going to be kind of a different sort of episode. I'm going to kind of be talking about big girl problems. So just kind of some of the things that fat women face in today's society regarding things like dating, doctors, and tons more. (laughs) Um, And then I also wanted to kind of incorporate a little bit of other women's experiences. I was supposed to have someone else on the show today, but unfortunately she's sick as well. So... She will hopefully be in a future episode, Um, but I took some time to do some research and to look through some subreddits and kind of read basically the experiences of other fat women because growing up fat, I never really realized that like these things that I were going through weren't everybody's experience. And I think that I only started to realize that once I hit, like, the 7th or 8th grade when I was getting bullied really hard. And I was just like, I don't understand. So even though it sucks that us as fat women have to go through things like bullying and sometimes discrimination, it is also important that we talk about it publicly because even though it can be hard, you never know what someone's going through and it might help them to hear that they're not alone in this crazy fat phobic world <laughs> um so to start i'll kind of just do the same format the only thing we're skipping today is the tea i want to keep this episode nice and short um hopefully it's not too long and yeah my birthday is this weekend so i'm trying to like do as little work as possible <laughs> even though i've been doing a shit ton of work this week but yeah so i'll start with my highs and lows so my high and low kind of goes together this week. Um, so my low is that I was a part of, a I don't even know what you would call it. Like a group TikTok page. It was a group TikTok body positivity page. And I won't say the name cause I don't want to cause any drama. And I know that some of the girls that were in the page listened to my podcast. So I won't say anything too much, but I'll just kind of give the gist of the story. So basically we're each logged into this account and we post a certain amount of times a week and we're expected to post body positivity content all good and great and it was really nice like i won't lie having that many women hyping me up and you know saying all these nice things is really nice because i feel like my page like my tiktok page i have I made it with the intention of women seeing it, and my my female audience finally is starting to go up, but for a while, my audience was basically all men, which I'm not complaining because support is support, however, compliments from men versus compliments from women it's just like very different men just i don't know men give me the ick the most men give me the ick most of the time when I get complimented by them because it's always just sexual, whereas like with women it's like you know hyping each other up anyways. It was nice to have that. Sorry if you hear my dog in the background. She's being a brat. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, the group was super awesome at first. All this stuff was great. Whatever. And then the creator of the group this week, for some reason, just left the group chat. I have no idea why. She didn't say anything. She just left the group chat, unfollowed pretty much everybody, and basically, like, made the page private and changed the login, so none of us could get into the page. They're all very confused by this. And then one of the girls had private messaged me and pointed out that the creator of this page was posting something on her private, like, her um her TikTok page is separate from the group account, about, like, fake friends and about how people are were using her for clout and blah, 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 which... Like, I'm not a person to, like, point out people's followers. I could really give a shit less how many followers you have. However, if you want to use big words like that, you need to understand that, like, this girl literally has, like, maybe 8,000 followers, and that may seem like a lot to some people, and that's super great, and I was at that point at one point, too. However, when there's people in the group, there's me, who has 25,000, and another girl- that was in this group who has thirty thousand. Like none of us were using this girl for her clout whatsoever. Like I, so it was just a whole bunch of like petty high school drama, and then uh, like people in the group chat were kind of just being like they were just kind of kissing this girl's ass and basically being like, oh, we're trying to figure out what's going on, blah blah blah. And I basically went in and said, that's all good and fine, but, like, this could have been handled in such a different way. Like, it did not need to be this dramatic and, like, childish. I didn't use those words. However, I think some people still got triggered by it. So, um, one of the girls said, I don't know. It was basically just a bunch of drama. One of the girls said to me, like, how would you feel if people were talking about you like this? And you came back into the group chat, blah, blah, blah. And everybody was worried about this girl which I'm like that's fine but like in my mind if this girl was like sick or like going through some family shit she wouldn't be posting super petty TikToks about fake friends. So I was just kind of like this girl is fine. She's just being a like a high school biatch. So like <clears throat> I then was talking to one of the other girls that was in the group Um basically one of the only girls that I ever really like befriended and got along with and um we were talking about possibly starting our own page. So this kind of leads into my high. (laughs) Um, But, oh, I guess there was another part. Sorry, (laughs) I'm like trying to process all this information. It's a lot of drama. So then um, I actually got a message from one of the other girls privately right before I was talking to this other girl about creating our own page. And she said that basically the creator back in January did something very similar where she just left the group chat deleted basically all the girls from everything and started from scratch with a whole different group of girls which is like a huge piss off because like these women put in hard like we do hard work right to make content for this page which I think had like 22,000 followers which like for a group page is pretty good like most group pages don't do super well in my opinion unless it's like you know the hype house or whatever those like stupid group pages, but, um, yeah, so it was just kind of a piss off because we all just kind of felt used, you know, like we all opened up and were vulnerable to each other about our struggles as plus size women and doing all this stuff to support each other and hype each other up. And then to have this girl who we all kind of like, I mean, I don't really idolize anybody except for Lizzo, but like, um, we all kind of like looked up to her and like, We're really impressed with, like, all the things that she was doing for us as big girls. And then she kind of just turned around and, like, did this. And it was really shitty because, like, this is not the first time that she's done it. And then my one friend messaged her and asked her, Hey, like, it's cool if you don't want us a part of the group anymore, but can you take my videos down? And this girl basically just thumbs up her message and said nothing else. So, like, I don't know. In my opinion, it's just stupid, petty catty bullshit which I'm like this is not what I want like I didn't even want that kind of drama in high school let alone now being a grown-ass woman who's married and like is trying to do this as my career like it's just yeah not about it so (laughs) that kind of leads into my high um so my other high or I guess my high for this week was that me and this girl kind of branched out and we left a group On our own accord, we left a group chat, and I think that's kind of what started the girl to, like, fully shut everything down, because we just decided that, like, it just was best for us to go. So, we started our own page. Um, The page is Plus Size Queen's Crew, and we're on TikTok, and we are kind of a different group. We are trying not to be like the previous group. Me and this girl are talking about the fact that when we were in the group... It was just kind of not an uncomfortable situation but like we just didn't really feel safe and okay to open up about who we really were and it just wasn't okay because like why claim and promote body positivity and acceptance if like these things are not gonna be accepted you know what i mean and in the group chat like there was (sighs) i don't know like a few months back there was some like girl who was in there who made some homophobic and some pretty like racist and ignorant comments and I just like I, I don't know I unfriended her and blocked her so I stopped seeing her messages in the group because I just didn't want to see that shit and I had said to her that like that's not cool and they said that they had removed her but I don't think that that's true I'm pretty sure she was still in there anyways um so me and this girl she's a woman of color and she was like yeah I never really felt accepted in that group she was one of two women of color in the group and all the rest of the women were white. And me as a bisexual woman, I also didn't necessarily feel comfortable about opening up about really anything (laughs) um, about who I really was. Uh, And especially because my husband is black as well. So a lot of my beliefs are very, like very liberal and very left-leaning and like most other white women don't accept me in that way because they don't think the same way as me. So it's kind of nice to connect with women who actually like, like feel the same way and think the same way as I do. And that's kind of what we're trying to build now is we are building a group of women who like really want to join something like a sisterhood, but like we're kind of not making rules, but, like, you have to be more accepting. Like, you have to be, like, um, pro-Black Lives Matter and, like, pro-LGBTQ+. And, like, just very open and accepting of everyone and not a shit human. So, <laughs> we have, I believe, five members as of right now. Wait. Uh, six members now, sorry. <laughs> um, And that was just in two days. So, we're hoping to grow... To know more than twenty, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But we're yeah, we're just really hoping to build a space for women that look like us and that are like us and just really want to be there for each other and yeah, just really build a sisterhood. <laughs> and then I guess my second high of this week, um, a few weeks back I was contacted on Instagram by a photographer in my city asking if I wanted to do product shoot and the funny so the funny thing is is like a few months back I was gonna send in some headshots to a modeling agency but then I very quickly realized that like in the city I live in there isn't very many modeling industry uh modeling agencies that want to work with plus size models and I would really want to be going into modeling with the intention of like representing big girls like I don't want to go in and like you know be a quota for somebody or like fit somebody else's mold so like I really just was like no like I don't really want to sign with an agency so I just kind of let it be what it is and I just started taking my own pictures posting them on Instagram and then I was contacted by a photographer here in my city to do a product shoot for an underwear line um I still haven't actually seen the pictures or videos because there's also a videographer there but I am hoping to get it back soon I think I'll probably see them once obviously the panty line Drops and yeah, I will definitely show you guys that on my Instagram, I'm sure, once I'm able to. Um, but then I was actually the lady who owned the company, I didn't know this, but it's a, she's a Nigerian woman, which is super cool. And she, like, me and her just kind of got to talking and we were chatting. And then yesterday, I got a message from someone else in Calgary who has a small business and they're looking to hire a plus size model and have someone come and model their clothes so I'm just waiting to hear back from her but I'm hoping for the best and yeah it's just kind of exciting because like I don't know like thinking back to four years ago when I was like in school I wanted to be a social worker or a psychologist and like those things were all fine and great but I don't know I don't think I would have really been happy and either of those fields if I fully pursued them and got my degree. So dropping out of school and not being able to continue was kind of a blessing in disguise because now, yeah, I've just really found my passion and I'm just really, really excited and I hope that my modeling journey just keeps going up and up from here. Um, And yeah. Alright, so now we're moving on to the thick of it. I honestly couldn't find any tea this week that, like, stood out to me and that I wanted to talk about, so I am just, yeah, just wanted to keep it super, like, based on my experience and opinions this week and not any kind of, you know, facts, I guess. <laughs> so this week's topic is big girl problems, and I'm sure a lot of you listening can relate or at some point in your life could relate to this, um to all these things that I'm talking about, really. And I guess it's a lot different being fat when you're a child versus being fat when you're an adult in tons of ways. Um, and I guess for me, personally, I grew up... I Looking at pictures now, I was never really fat. I was just always bigger than everybody else. And to be honest with you, it runs in my family. My, my family is a pretty uh, thick family, which like there's nothing wrong with that. But like... Yeah, we're just, we're not skinny people. I'm like, that's okay. But when I was growing up in the 2000s, it just, like, was not okay to be anything but super stick skinny with no boobs and no ass. Which, like, no hate to people with no boobs or ass, but, like, that's just, that's not me or my body. So it kind of sucked that I never really had role models or representation of, you know, women that looked like me. So now, being older, I have a lot more different challenges whereas as a kid there are are similar challenges like from now that sorry then to now but it's also kind of morphed into something more if that makes sense because like when I was a kid you know I would have a crush on somebody and then if they found out I had a crush on them it would turn into a thing of like oh ha 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 Leah has a crush on you like making jokes about it and then once in high school I think it was in the 10th grade or the 9th grade. I had, no, I think it was like the summer between the 9th and 10th grade. So I was like going into high school. I was hella fucking nervous. (laughs) And I was like a pretty big kid, right? Um, Again, not to my standards, but like to society's standards. I was a big child. And then in high school, I went on ADHD medication and kind of developed a bit of an eating disorder and I lost about 80 pounds. So I was like a smaller person. So I kind of have both, I guess, experiences, if that makes sense. Like I've been skinny as a semi-adult and I've been fat as an adult. So yeah, it's a lot. But I think as a kid, I... Oh yeah, so in the summer between grade nine and ten, I had this random boy message me on Instagram. I don't remember if any of you guys remember what Kick is. It's it's like a a messaging app. It's kind of like WhatsApp, I think, but like people usually use it to sex people, sext people, and like yeah, it was just a whole thing. So. <laughs> Um, I had my kick in my Instagram bio and I had just kind of been like, Hey, like if you think I'm cute, shoot me a message. And like, I don't know, I was 12, no, 13, 14 ish. It's like, I was very young and naive, right? And I just, I wanted attention from boys. So this boy who was in, I believe grade 11 had messaged me and was like, Hey, I go to blah, 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 high school. Like, you're really cute. I want to get to know you. And I, of course, as, like, a young girl who, like, grew up without a dad, I was craving male attention, so I was super excited about it. And we messed back and forth for maybe two weeks. And then, I don't remember what I said, but I think I finally told him that I'm going to be at the same high school as him next year. And he finally said to me, oh, because he was, I I think he was, like, ignoring me all night or something, so I, like, called him once Um, and then he didn't pick up, so I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. And then a few hours later, he left me, like, a message, and it basically was like, you're a psycho fat bitch, like, I got dared by my girlfriend to message you on Instagram, and like, blah, 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 basically saying that it was a prank, or like, a joke. And like, I'm sure you can imagine, (laughs) as a young girl, who didn't really ever fit in and really ever get attention from boys like that it was just kind of like heartbreaking because like it gave me like a little sense of like oh like this is what love should be blah 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 like that's not what love should be be at all but like being naive and young I didn't know I just felt like a sense of giddiness from talking to a cute boy that I liked and then he shot me down like that and I was just like nope (laughs) and yeah it was awful so I think There are tons of parallels between fat girls trying to, like, date boys and fat women trying to date men. Um, But I think that as fat women, we have a different experience as children. Because as children, we get made fun of for being fat. And yes, that still happens, like, now. Like, there's tons of research to show that people would rather, like, not swipe on someone or not match with someone who was of like above a certain weight which I'm like I don't know I in my opinion I understand people have preferences however if your preference cuts out a whole group of women who like literally just aren't just don't fit in society and like that's why you don't want to swipe on them like that's your problem honestly because like that's some bullshit in my opinion. <laughs> but anyways, um, I think that us as fat women kind of deal with three different things in kind of the dating world. And mind you, I met my partner when I was 18. So now I'm 22, almost 23, and I am married. So I didn't really date as a fat woman when I met my husband. I was still, like, a pretty mid-sized girl. Like, I was pretty tiny, but, like, as we grew together and, you know, he gained relationship weight and then I was diagnosed with PCOS, so, like, I've gained a lot of weight since we've met, but he still loved me through it all, and I think that's kind of, like, important. (laughs) But I think there's, like, three different types of men when it comes to dating. So the first type is men who just straight out will not date fat women. In public, at least. Those men usually... usually... (laughs) in my experience, will have some kind of fat fetish, so, like, I'm sure a lot of fat women will be able to relate to this, but I've had tons of times where men will Instagram, DM me, like, dick pics, or even just, like, message me something super, like, fetishy about my body and just basically saying how they want to, like, lick my rolls or some, like, nasty shit, and I'm just like, okay, cool, that's, okay, no thanks. And then once I, like, reject them, it immediately turns into, like, oh, it's fine. Like, you're a fat bitch anyways. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, you're gross, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, then why the fuck were you in my DMs if you thought I was fat and gross? Like, bye. Okay. Anyways, doesn't matter. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, like, that group of men who will either outwardly not date fat women Or will only date them in private, or will only hook up with them and not tell other people in their lives the fact that, like, they are dating a fat woman because they're shy. Or, like, not shy, sorry, embarrassed about having to be with you. Like, I don't know, it's just fucked up. (laughs) So, there's that kind of man. And there's the kind of man that is kind of, like, in the middle. And this is my favorite type of man. He doesn't really date based on weight race, height, none of that. He kind of just dates you when he likes you and that's it. And that's my favorite kind of man because, like, that usually means that men are dating you because of who you are and not because you're fat and they want to fetishize you or you're fat and they want to make fun of you or, like, you know what I mean? So, like, men who outwardly point out your weight is usually a red flag, in my opinion. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> Um, And then the last kind of man is, again, the man who fetishizes fat women. And (sighs) it's a very tricky subject because I feel like, we kind of discussed this in our porn episode, that now with the whole body positivity movement and body acceptance movement and fat liberation movement kind of picking up more and more and being more out there on the internet, it is... (laughs) A curse and a blessing, I guess, in some ways. It's a blessing because, like, now girls who look like us can go on the internet and see women who look like them. And it's super great. And they have, like, representation and everything. And that makes me really happy. And that's why I do what I do. Because the girls that do follow me are the people that do follow me. Like, a lot of my demographic is... Not a lot of them, but, like, quite a few of my audience my female audience are younger girls under the age of 18 which I'm like okay with right because it's important for them to see a positive role model that is a fat girl that looks like them and I'm so happy to be that but at the same time I think it then also brings to light like people's fat fetishes if that makes sense and I think it's very damaging for women (laughs) to only be liked or wanted by a man because they are fat and hear me out i think there is a difference between liking thick women and like having a body type that you'll date sure i guess if that's what you want to do live your life like i am not judging because like i also like thick women that's fine but i think there's a huge difference between that and outwardly dating someone because they're fat and you find their fat body hot and like my question to men like that is if your partner who is fat now were to lose 150 pounds say would you still love them and i feel like a lot of the times the answer would be no and i think that's very damaging towards women because then they feel a sense of pressure by you to stay big but at the same time society constantly shuts them down and tells them that they're not worthy in that they're gross and smelly and blah 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 because they're fat and it's just like your partner is supposed to be your safe place and your safe person and I think if you're fetishizing them because they're fat it's just I don't know, it just gives me weird vibes. <laughs> so I think that as fat women, that's something that definitely is a struggle. Honestly. It's a struggle for a lot of women and it's not an easy struggle, obviously. (laughs) Um, I think that there's, again, levels of discrimination and levels of privilege in every group, really. Um, However, when it comes to fat women, I think we face a lot of discrimination in a lot of different ways that I don't think people realize, and that's regardless of race or gender or any of that stuff and yes of course there's like a hierarchy of like privilege in the way that like I have more privilege as a fat white woman than say a black um, fat woman would but yeah I think it's not cool because it's it's not great that we're, any of us are going through this but it's also really awesome to be able to connect with other fat women regardless of skin color or gender or anything and really talk about like similar experiences and struggles that you have because it can feel very lonely sometimes. Um, And I think that kind of (laughs) leads into my next topic of big girl struggles. uh, Spaces that are just not really for us, both physically and mentally and societally and (laughs) all those types of things. So I think this kind of ties into One of my other um, topics, which is the clothing industry, which I'm sure you guys have all heard me talk about. Um, But certain clothing brands, and I am going to call them out because I don't give a single F. If you want to come for me, then come for me. But (laughs) um, like Abercrombie and Fitch and Hollister and American Eagle and all those like companies that were basically made for like skinny white rich kids that have a trust fund and like no hate to those people but like that's just not me and like yeah those are the kind of people that are represented within the store um so I think there's multiple times where I've been in those stores and I just feel extremely uncomfortable like I remember as a teenager I didn't really have any fat friends like I was kind of basically one of the only fat girls in my high school (laughs) Um, and it was kind of shitty because, like, all my friends were pretty skinny. (coughs) Um, two of my friends had, like, huge boobs, which, like, that's a, a struggle on its own. Um, my other friend was very much gay, and she dressed, um, very masculine, so she didn't ever really wear any of the kind of clothes that we did. However, she was a bigger girl, too, so, like, I guess she understood my struggle to a certain extent, but whenever we would go to the mall as a group my mom would always give me money to like you know buy whatever and whenever we would go all the stores they wanted to shop in never had my sizes and so I was always the friend that just you know stood there and held their bags while they tried on all the cute dresses and did all the cute things and then I ended up like buying I don't know a headband or something at the end of the shopping trip and that was all I bought because like no stores ever really fit my size and I kind of struggle with that now in a sense as well in the way that like if i do go into a mall with my husband say like the only store that i really have available here is torrid and you guys know my opinion on torrid i i don't like their clothes and they're a shit company and i don't really want to support them so i just don't (laughs) and they're crazy overpriced i went in there the other day um just out of curiosity because i was like sometimes they do have some pieces like some staple pieces that i would be okay possibly buying if it was on like clearance clearance um but i went in there and i saw this super cute like jogger set it was um like a pair of spandex pants and then a sports bra i believe and i looked at the price it was like camo printed it was super cute gray and black and white and it was a hundred dollars for just the pants like a hundred canadian dollars and i'm like okay in my head, Lululemon pants, which are way better, way more inclusive size wise, and way more and don't get me wrong, they're not like super inclusive, but they're more inclusive than most <laughs> stores are, which is sad. Um, but like they cost like between a hundred and a hundred and fifty. So I'm like, why the fuck would I spend a hundred dollars on torrid leggings? Like I bought a, a pair of biker shorts from there not that long ago. And they're completely fucking see-through. And, like, when I asked the girl, she was like, no, like, they're not see-through, you'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. They're super cute, like, white shorts with rainbows on them. Because, you know, bisexual. But anyways, <laughs> it was just fucking frustrating because I'm like, cool. So the one time that I even have a small chance or opportunity of finding clothes that I like in my size that I want... They're, like, way above and beyond what most people would pay for a pair of leggings in a store like that. Because if you, I would say that manufacturing-wise and quality-wise, Torrid is on level, I think it's, I would say it's on par with something like, and again, this is shady, but whatever, I would say, like, Blue Notes. Or, like, you know, one of those, like, super cheap stores. Like, I don't, in my opinion, think that Torrid clothes are really that good of quality, at least in my experience, um, so for them to be then charging basically triple the price of what a straight-sized person would wear in leggings is absolutely ridiculous, <laughs> so that's again something that I struggle with because, like the other day when we went into the mall and I saw that I got excited, looked at the price, and I was like, absolutely fucking not, like I'm not going to have my husband pay that much money for a pair of shit leggings, so we walked out of the store, but it was like honestly very disappointing because I'm like. Going to the mall with someone who fits into the clothes that exist there, it kind of makes you feel envious in the in a way. Like, especially as a girl, I feel like shopping as a girl is, like, a different experience. Like, you get to, like, go shopping and have fun with your friends and grab coffee and blah, blah, blah. Like, I can't ever do that. Like, I have to do most of my shopping online, <laughs> which is, like, all good and fine because, you know, there's tons of cute online stuff, but it kind of sucks when you... Miss out on the experience of being able to go and hang out with your friends, um, while looking for cute clothes. So, yeah, and it really sucks too because there used to be more, not really inclusive, but like bigger than a size large, um, clothing stores. Like there used to be a Forever Twenty One in that mall, and there is no longer any more Forever Twenty Ones. I think there's only one left in my t- in my city. Which sucks because I'm like it's literally at the other like the opposite end of the city, which is like a forty minute drive. So I'm not no, it's it's actually outside of the city, I'm pretty sure. It's on the way to another small town. Anyways, it's not really accessible for most people unless you have a car. So like yeah, it just it's not ideal and it sucks. Um Yeah, so I think spaces like that not only do you get judged because you ask you'll ask them if oh do you sell plus sizes here and they'll give you the look of basically like how dare you think you could shop here and I'm sure my big girls know exactly what I'm talking about Um, most of the time workers who work at those clothing stores are like either super young kids basically who obviously don't understand how society works and don't understand that like fat people have feelings too because like we've been the butt of the joke for a lot of people for a long fucking time so like they don't understand that like we deserve clothes too we deserve to feel like we look cute too we deserve to wear more than just sweatpants and sweaters you know what i mean so yeah they're either kids or if you go to a store like abercrombie and fitch they're like model looking types that you're just like I don't even fucking know how to act around you because you are definitely fucking judging me in your head I'm like don't get me wrong I am a confident person I like who I am I like my body but like when you're in a space and everybody has their eyes on you and you basically just feel like you don't belong in that space it's really hard to be okay with being in that space and it's really hard to not be worried that people are judging you so yeah I think it's just the world is really not made for fat people or for people of color or for LGBTQ people and it sucks because there are a lot of us it's not just straight size like white straight people right so like yeah it's it's a struggle for sure, and I think too, even as a fat person, going on things like on the physical side of things, like going on things like airplanes. Um, thus far, I have not had to use an air like a, a, an airplane seatbelt extender. However, I honestly have not been on an airplane in like since before the pandemic, so like two and a half years. So like I don't know, I might need one now, um, but. I remember the last time that I was actually on an airplane. We were on our way home, and I was in the middle seat, and my husband was on the aisle seat, and I hated that shit so fucking much. <laughs> because I, like... I didn't have arm room. Like, I basically had to, like, sit with, like, my arms, like, squished into my chest. I'm like, that hurts, right? Like, I got big tits, so, like, I need room for my arms and my boobs. But, like, when you're sitting between two grown men, there isn't really room for that. <laughs> so, like... Was super uncomfortable and i also had to extend the seatbelt like all the way out because the seatbelt seemed so fucking small so again a space that is not really made for fat people um and two like even if you think about like the armrests that sit on the other side of, the, of airplane seats they're not very size inclusive of in the way that like my ass barely fit in that shit like i had to like squeeze my butt in there and like I got wide hips and a big ass. That has never changed, even when I was skinny. So, like, <laughs> it just, it's it's not fun to feel like you don't fit in something and people are judging you. And, and the same wavelength, actually, not recently, I think two or three summers ago, me and Jane, actually, we went to, like, an amusement park that we have here in our city and we went on a few rides and it was all good and fine i fit into everything just fine like whatever and then we get onto this one ride it's like that ride that like you sit in like a swing thing and they like lift you up and it's a bunch of people around you also in swing and they like basically spin you around like it's not fast it's super slow and fun but i got like we got on the ride and i sat in one of the seats and it was fine like it was a pretty tight squeeze but like i still fit and one of the girls who was checking the seatbelts, came around and basically made a comment of like, oh, are you sure you want to go on this? Like, you don't really fit in the seat. And I was just kind of like, no, I'm fine. Like, I fit fine, unless it's like a legitimate safety concern. Like, it's not really any of your business. Like, I didn't say that because I was just like, in the moment, I didn't, I guess, fully realize that that's what was going on. <laughs> I hadn't really, like, come to accept that, that the world looked at me in a totally different light because I am fat. Um, so I just, I kind of didn't really clue into it. And then Jane said to me, she was like, you know, like that's bullshit. And I was like, why? Like once the girl walked away, Jane said that. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, that the rides aren't really size inclusive. And the fact that that girl just made a comment about your weight. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I guess as fat people, you just, at some point become so desensitized to people Thinking that, thinking that they have a right to comment on your body, that you just kind of take it and just let it be what it is. And, like, it's really shitty, honestly. Like, you just kind of have to adjust and let it be what it is. um Or you can stand up and say something, which I do now, but if you don't necessarily have the balls to do that yet, or you haven't found yourself in your like self-loving moment that can be a very hard task to do and it can be very anxiety ridden and I totally get that so like sometimes it's just better to take the comment and accept it (laughs) um but yeah that was honestly I think I wouldn't say one of the shittiest moments I've ever had but like definitely didn't feel super great (laughs) um so The next topic that I want to talk about, and we've kind of covered this topic in quite a few past episodes, so I'll keep it kind of brief, but it is uh, doctors. (laughs) And I have many thoughts on this, but I'll kind of keep it brief. So, in my experience, I have been listened to way more... And this is coming from someone who has been on the smaller straight size of things and then on the bigger side of the scale. So I've experienced both of it and I remember when I was skinny and I went to the doctor, I got a lot more health than I do now. And it's very unfortunate because I think I didn't realize when I was skinny that I actually had a lot of underlying health issues because nobody really told me. Or wanted to test me. Um, And I had suspected them. However, now that I am fat and I'm older and I'm trying to get pregnant, it's just become a whole... Basically an uphill battle. Um, Recently, my fertility doctor... We had a follow-up with him. We've been on meds for almost a year now. Um, And he basically every time we talk to him we don't talk to him often but every time we talk to him it's always like how much weight have you lost how much weight have you lost have you lost weight blah blah blah, all these things and I do understand a healthy weight is important however when you have things like hormonal imbalance or like other underlying health issues that literally like it makes you feel stuck because like I've tried all the diets, I've tried keto, gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, like all of the fucking different goddamn diets to try and lose weight, a bunch of different exercises and nothing works, nothing works and if anything I've gained more weight than I have lost trying to be on these diets. So I have been looking into going to a naturopath because they actually fucking listen apparently and they can test you and tell you what foods are good for your body. Um, For your body personally and like give you a personalized plan. So I'm hoping that once I find one and talk to one that it's not going to be such an uphill battle. Because I always leave the doctor's office basically just feeling like garbage about myself and my body. Because it almost seems like every time I go to the doctor, no matter what it's for, it's always blamed on my weight. (laughs) Um, A few years ago, I actually... In high school, I played a lot of sports and I don't even remember how, but I got some kind of back injury and it gave me sciatica. Um, and I still have it now and it's, it's not fun. (laughs) Um, but like when I was younger and I didn't really understand my pains in my body, I felt it a lot and it was really shitty and I was a lot smaller than I am now. Granted, I wasn't again within societal standards of size, but I also was not overweight. (laughs) Um, but I was the one day I was in so much pain that I was literally laying in bed crying and like tossing and turning. So my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, finally took me into the hospital and we sat there for I think six or seven hours. I did an x-ray on me and they sent me back to the ER to wait. And we waited another few hours and then the doctor finally came back and I was like laying in pain and moaning and basically the doctor came in I was like, yeah, you have sciatica. It's you probably have sciatica. Like, there isn't really anything we can do for that. Blah blah blah. But then decides to say, you know, people who are not overweight don't usually have back issues. <laughs> and I just wanted to be like, bitch, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, I just sat here for seven hours, did X-rays, been in excruciating pain in this uncomfortable hospital bed for you to tell me that you think my problems are because I'm fat. Or fat in your eyes. So it's just. It can be a very. Debilitating. Thing. To the fact that like. Now when I'm going through shit. I don't really want to go to the doctor. Because I know that it's just going to be a whole thing of like. Well you know if you were skinny. Like this wouldn't happen. I'm like. I get that. I do. But like. I've tried to lose weight. And like. I've told my doctor. I'm not losing weight. I'm not losing weight. And instead of giving me resources like a nutritionist or a fucking like exercise plan or something or even like recommending me to people who could help me with that he just continuously says lose weight and i'm like yeah it just becomes incredibly frustrating because i'm like i have been trying for two goddamn years to lose weight because every fucking time i go to the doctor that's all they tell me to do so I've been trying to listen and trying to do that. But guess what? It's not working. And my hormones are still imbalanced. And even if I lost weight, I would still have PCOS and probably still have fertility issues. So I'm like, yeah. It's just a whole fucking thing. And I know I thought I was going to keep that brief. That was not very brief. <laughs> but yeah. It's just a whole goddamn thing. <laughs> um, Yeah. And I feel like, too, like, doctors like with marginalized groups specifically kind of have this attitude of like basically giving you no bedside manner like you just kind of is like wham bam thank you ma'am that's it like bye you need to lose weight leave my office like it's never a full examination it's never like let me talk about your history and blah 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 let me help you assist you with these things whatever it's never like that it's never even like nice conversation like i've tried there's been one doctor that was semi nice to me and gave me some bedside manner but even then it was just kind of an awkward experience because she was like an older lady and it just was like yeah it was just a whole thing but anyways i feel like we don't really get treated like the average sized human that goes into the doctor and it sucks um so oh boy I have a few more. <laughs> Three? No, I have two more, and then I'm gonna read some stuff from this Reddit thread. Sorry if you guys heard me swallowing. I really need to take a sip. My throat is dry. It's like fucking hard talking just by myself. Jesus Christ, Jane, I miss you seriously. You make my job so much easier. <laughs> Um, But the next thing that I kind of want to talk about, and this one is a huge one for me, I'm not sure (coughs) that other people will be able to relate to this one as much. Even fat people, unless you're kind of putting yourself out there on the internet. But um, the next topic I kind of want to talk about is comments that I get as a fat content creator. So, as a kid, I always remember watching like all the 2013 to 2016 youtubers and like most of them were skinny white women right and like I looked up to a lot of them for sure um but I never really saw anybody that looked like me so YouTube and like content creating has always been something that I've been interested like since a very young age interested in doing from a very young age but I never really knew how to go about doing it and then people would say like it's a one in a million chance that you're ever going to actually get to do that and blah 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 and now with the rise of TikTok it's just made it a lot easier for people if you learn the algorithm and know the right people and network it just becomes a lot easier so now I've been able to actually fulfill my dreams and it's kind of cool to think about the fact that like 13 year old Alia would probably be like really proud of me but anyways (laughs) um as a young fat girl, I never really thought that it was a possibility for me to ever get this experience. So now that I do, it's super cool. However, because I don't fit within society's beauty standards, um, I get a lot of hate. And I recently actually got my first death threat, which was super fun because like, it wasn't just like a comment to my video, like this person came into my live um, on TikTok and I don't. Even, I like. I was just doing my makeup. Like I wasn't doing anything that was even related to me being fat at all. And you couldn't even see like my the lower half of my body, which is the fatter part of my body. So I was like, okay, I don't understand. But anyways, basically comes in and starts commenting like whale emojis, like insinuating that I'm a whale. And I'm like, okay, ha ha ha, whatever. Like I have haters in my life all the time. I just ignored it and kept going. Um, and he comments cows, and I'm like, ugh, seriously, like okay, now I'm gonna have to block you. I just was, like, in the process of blocking him. And then I see see like, that he sent, like, a few paragraphs of things. And I was like, yo, hey, well, I'm curious to read that. Because, like, I know I shouldn't because, like, it could hurt me. But, like, at the same time, I'm going to. So I read it. And it was basically um, a whole thing of, like, you're a fat, disgusting piece of shit. Like, you need to die. I know where you live. I'm going to hunt down you and kill all, like, you and your family and blah, blah, blah. And just, like... All this awful shit. Which, like, P.S., person does not actually know where I live. They know the city I live in. That's it. I don't tell people the community that I live in, obviously. Because why would I? Um, <clears throat> If I do ever see you out in public, though, obviously, I would love to say hi and take a picture or whatever you want to do. I'm totally fine with that. But, like, don't be creepy about it. Like, I don't need stalkers. And especially because most of my audience is men, I don't openly tell people where I live. <laughs> um, So... Yeah, that was an interesting experience. And I just... I don't know. Usually comments don't bother me. Like, comments like that... Like, hate comments just usually don't bother me. I just usually see them... will either comment something snarky back... Or just completely leave it. And just be like, okay, cool. Like, thanks for pushing my video along in the algorithm. I don't really give a shit. Um, <clears throat> But this comment was like... I don't know. It's just... Next level to have so much hate for someone just because of what their body looks like that it just kind of hit me and I broke down. It was honestly like a pretty hard day. Like I ended my live immediately after without saying anything. I just like, like I had I think over two three hundred people in there. I just left because I was like I can't do this right now. um And <laughs> it sucks, right? Because I'm like there are tons of people on there that support me and love me and look up to me and I think that that's amazing and that's why I do what I do, right? But sometimes when there's certain things said about you or certain threats made, it just kind of puts it into perspective that, like, putting yourself out there is scary. Like, (laughs) it's not just putting yourself out there, it's putting yourself out there for the world in ways that most people don't. So it's just, like, yeah, it was just kind of eye-opening to me that, like, okay, if I actually ever do, like, end up becoming famous or whatever like this is a serious thing that i'm gonna have to worry about and yeah it's just like new fear unlocked <laughs> um but then the other thing i kind of wanted to briefly talk about because like most of the time when people make fat comments like i said i just look at them either make a snarky comment or move on don't really give a shit like people like that are just they are who they are you can't really change your mind about that whatever and most of the time the people who fucking comment are faceless profiles that I, like, most of the time I'll comment on them and be like, "Hey, if you think I'm so ugly, show your face. Like, the other day somebody said something to me and I basically commented and was like, you have no face in your profile picture. You're probably butt fuck ugly. Shut the fuck up. Because I was just done. Like, there's some days where, like, I don't give a shit. I'm on top of the world. And then some days where, like, just the small little things that are like really big digs that you're just like fuck you and you just go off. Which like, I know you shouldn't do that, but at the same time, it is important to stand up for yourself to some extent because you also don't want people to just think that they can walk all over you and say what they want about your body. Um, so I said something and the person did never say anything back to me. So I was like, huh. Eh. But then the other thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, and this was again, one of my bigger, um, I don't want to say like bullying, but like it was, was kind of cyber bullying, but anyways, it is what it is. <laughs> um, it was more so harassment in my mind because yeah, you'll see once I start telling the story. So basically I had posted this video that went pretty viral. I think it had over 600,000 or 500,000 views um basically it was like a clip of an audio of a girl saying as a joke obviously because like people have that notion of like oh you're fat and on the internet you're promoting obesity it was basically like a thing that was like yes I'm obese yes I'm fat but I'm also sexy and there's nothing you could do about it basically that's what the audio said right so I wake up one random morning <laughs> and I get a notification that someone stitched my videos. And this was literally... I've had my stitches off on my videos on TikTok for, like, forever because I knew this day would happen eventually, and I just didn't want to deal with it at the time. But, like, now that I've built up a bit of a thicker skin, I'm not so scared. So, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, stitches stitches on TikTok are basically, like, when you see another person's video and you want to comment on their video, but, like, do it through video, like, your own video, you will basically stitch the video so like before your video plays on your page a clip of their video and what they're saying will play and then your video will play after and you can comment so it was of that video and at first i was like it was it was a dude so i was like oh this person's probably gonna be creepy whatever blah, blah, blah. because that's usually the stitch the stitches that i do get are like men making creepy comments so i was just like okay whatever so i watched it and (laughs) this guy basically went on to say how not only am i promoting obesity but i'm promoting things like heart disease and diabetes and sleep apnea and hernias and like just every fucking medical issue that you can list in the book he said i was promoting it and the funny thing is is that the only underlying medical issue that i have is to do with my uterus so i'm like i'm not Like, I don't have diabetes, I don't have heart disease, I don't have any of that shit, so I'm like... I, yeah, I went off. Like, I was pretty fucking pissed. Um, Basically, I made a video back to him being like, you don't know me, you don't know what I'm going through, A. B, like, what right do you have to comment on my body? And also, like, ew, like, who are you? Like, I just, I hate men that think that, like, just because I put my body out there that you have the right to say something about it or comment on it or tell me how it's bad like it's just it's ridiculous so yeah i basically made a video in response telling him off my video went pretty viral um and he i don't even remember he basically was just like saying a bunch of bullshit and so i i like snooped through his profile and it turns out that he was like an ex-fat person so he used to be fat lost a bunch of weight, and now he thinks he's hot shit, basically. Um, So I said something like that in the video and was basically just like, I know people like you, like blah blah blah, and like also, I said at the end, this made me feel so good, I was like, you are also the type of fucking person that if I ever lost weight, you'd be the first one in my DMs. Which, by the way, that has happened to me so many times. Like, when I was in junior high, I was fat, right? And then in high school, I started doing sports, lost a bunch of weight, and I got like, hot according to the boys i'm doing that in air quotes because like you can be hot and fat but anyways um so then like all the dudes that used to bully me in junior high were then like in my dms being like oh like you've gotten hot like blah blah blah. what's your number we should hang out and like obviously i was like you bye but like men do that kind of shit and i'm like you are the fucking type so he ended up um because he had like 16 followers on his fucking tiktok and i'm like okay sir shut the fuck up are you making this video for? Like, and also, too, like, I know that, like, I don't want to say this, but like, he was using me for clout. Like, he found a video under that audio. I'm like at the top of the audio with my video, and he found the video basically with the most views and used it to gain traction on his fitness business. <laughs> so, here's where the real kicker comes in. So, on TikTok, he ended up, um, blocking me, deleting the video, basically making his page private because all my followers went and harassed him on all of his videos. Which, like, made me feel pretty fucking good that I have an army of people that'll stand up for me because, like, sometimes I can't do it on my own. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was a thing. And then someone, like, a few weeks had passed. Someone had seen my video um, about him and they didn't know that I hadn't seen it but like I didn't know he had an Instagram so the person said yeah he takes down he took it down on TikTok but it's still up on his Instagram so I went on his Instagram and I saw the video of him talking about it and he played basically like the whole clip of my video um which was me in a bathing suit talking about how I'm fat and hot um and basically then went on to say how I'm again promoting all these diseases and then in, like, the caption was, like, basically saying how, like, oh, come take my fitness classes or come drink my diet tea so you don't end up like this girl. And I was just, like, oof. Like, I, again, that was one of the days where I just had a breakdown. Like, it was a lot. (laughs) Like, it usually doesn't get to me, but, like, the fact that someone thought it was okay to use my body without my permission to promote their business pisses me off to the full extent and if I was rich I would have fucking sued his ass so hard but like I don't have money for lawyers so like you know and like also once you post things on the internet a lot of the times people can argue like freedom of use or whatever which I'm like I get but at the same time like I did not give you permission to use my video or my body for your fucking business. If you are doing that, then I better fucking receive a cut of whatever the fuck you're promoting in your bullshit business. Um, Which, by the way, he literally was selling, like, shit tea. Like, the fucking diarrhea teas that we've talked about before. (laughs) That, like, fuck your guts up. Yeah, that's what he was selling. So, it sucked. And he, the video had, like, over 20,000 views, so, like, it wasn't a small video, and it just... Yeah, it sucks. So I never got taken down. Like, I just kind of was like, yep, it is what it is. Like, I can't do anything about that. So I just brushed it off and kept going with my life. Because sometimes it's all you can do. All right, besties. Now is the part of the podcast. Something that I actually usually don't do. Um, But because I don't have a second person to give their opinions, I kind of wanted to, like, you know, get opinions or experiences from other fat women. So I have some things from some Reddit threads that I was reading. And the topic and the question was as a big girl, what basically what is your like what are your bad experiences? Like what are your struggles as a big woman? Um and Yeah, there's a few that I wanted to read. So the first one says being fetishized by men constantly being berated or having passive aggressive comments made about your size which results in poor self-esteem which we kind of like just talked about right like things that you experience when you're young when it comes to your weight do definitely carry over to when you're an adult um which sucks because like those are not things that you can help so uh being made to feel like you should be grateful for male attention which is another huge huge thing that drives me fucking insane because I'm like big girls are hot big girls are cool we have talents we're amazing people we don't need to feel like if a man gives us attention like it's something that we should be thankful for you know what I mean um so yeah what was the other one uh feeling guilty about eating in public being embarrassed about eating in public as well And that was something I struggled with a lot in high school, actually. Like, I would just literally never bring lunch to school, and I would just get, like, a soda from the vending machine to make sure that I didn't, like, pass out from no sugar. Uh, and that was kind of when my eating disorder was. And that was because, like, I always said it was just because I didn't want boys seeing me eat, but it was because I didn't want people seeing me eat because I was fat. And I knew people would judge me. And I just didn't really necessarily want to deal with that. Um, so, yeah. And then the next one says... I'm about to turn 40 in little over a week and I am still so fucked up in regards to both platonic and romantic attention involving men. Any attention I got was either by being fetishized or a prank, kind of like what we talked about before. Otherwise, I was totally ignored. My mom constantly commented on my body and beat it into me <coughs> verbally that fat equals unloved. As a result, I still have a hard time believing people will truly love me after getting to know the true me. Uh, it's even made friendships with women scary. I still have to fight it constantly. I am now street-sized and in a relationship with a great person, but I have lasting paranoia and insecurities deeply rooted from all the shit I went through and passive-aggressive messages I received, starting as a child and lasting all throughout my 30s. And, yeah, so many of those things, I think, ring so true for so many of us. That, like, people don't realize that <clears throat> things like bullying or, like, fat shaming, or racism, or sexism, or any of those, like, discriminations, um, they really stick with a person, and it can really fuck you up long term, (laughs) which really sucks, because, like, that's, like, we didn't sign up for that, (laughs) um, this is actually another huge, huge one that honestly broke my heart, um, Someone said, in addition, being made to feel like you wouldn't be believed slash aren't believed when a man sexually harasses you, uh, how, how could that be true when you are fat comments? And why would he harass you mentality? So basically, like, why would a man sexually harass a fat woman? Because, like, men would only sexually harass people that they found attractive, And, yeah, it just, it breaks my heart, because I think, like, I was pretty young when I was assaulted, um, and when I was that age, I didn't really get it, but, like, now, being an adult and fully understanding what I actually went through, it breaks my heart to hear that fat women actually, like, still deal with that kind of stuff, and I never told anybody really about... My assault, like I told obviously like people later in my life and I had a realization of it like actually when I was with my husband and I was dating him but um yeah I never obviously went to the police or anything because it was like too late at that point at least I felt like it was four or five years later but yeah being made to feel like you wouldn't be believed already we really weren't aren't believed as women when it comes to a lot of things then to like not be believed because you're a fat woman just also like it hits extra hard um this one was crazy so uh this one not crazy in the way that you think but like crazy in the way that like reading this just really really like hit home to me in the way that like Fat people are stereotyped in so many different ways. And, like, that's basically all we are. Is, like, there to help other people. So, the person said, we may be the good listener who hear our guy friends go on and on about our prettier, skinnier friends. Clueless to our romantic interests. Maybe not even thinking we have any. We may be the funny one. As we beat them all to the punchlines with self deprecating humor we may be the mom who are more aware of toxic personalities red flags manipulation two-faced and narcissistic behaviors warning our friends what they don't see because it's not obvious to slash directed at them we may also be the naive one completely oblivious slash ignoring these toxic traits as we haven't um, had many positive relationship interactions to compare it to And then also we may be the bully because if we don't get love, we accept, um, sorry, if we don't get loved, we, we accept the hate, hate towards ourselves, hate towards everyone who doesn't suffer the same fate. It's hard to take joy in other people. Sorry, it's hard to see joy in other people when you can't find love for even yourself. So yeah, I think it just hit hard because I'm like, I think I've been pretty much every single one of those Um, like in junior high I was that person to like all my guy friends like the one who would just listen to them talk about like getting closer to my hot skinny friends and like I've been the funny fat friend and like I've been all these things and I'm like I am so much more than that and so are you and to be put in a box of something that you don't even really accept or resonate with really fucking sucks cuz it just kind of makes you feel like this, this is all I am and this is all I'm ever going to be is the funny fat friend or the good listener or whatever stereotype it is it just isn't like it isn't a great feeling to feel like you can only be one thing based off of the way that you look Alright, baddies, we have reached the end of our episode, my first solo episode. It was it was fun, actually. I did not hate it as much as I thought I would. I was a bit nervous, I'm not gonna lie, I thought I'd have to, like, fill in time and space, but I think I did pretty good, but you guys can let me know how I did, um, by giving us a five-star rating, of course, on whatever platform you're on, and also leaving us a review. Um, yeah, we'd really appreciate to hear some feedback from you guys, and just... Really know what y'all are thinking about our episodes, how we could improve, if we, if you guys want us to stay exactly the same, whatever it is, um, yeah, and then <clears throat> the affirmation for today is, I release self criticism and choose self love, and I think that that can be very, very hard to do. It's a lot easier said than done, for sure, but. I used to be very self-critical, and I still am. I think everybody is, to a certain extent, their worst critic. But I think that once you kind of release yourself from all the things that society has put on you, whether it be stereotypes or discrimination or whatever it is, you just kind of, not release it, but you just kind of accept it and like know that you are so much more then what people say about you, it becomes a lot easier to love yourself. And there are people that look like you and that are like you that are just equally as beautiful and amazing. So, yeah. Um, thank you guys for joining me. It has been a pleasure to have all you beautiful people. And our socials, of course, on Instagram and TikTok for the page. It's at Activity. And then for my personal Instagram and TikTok, it is ChubbyBaddyXO. And then if you are a plus-size woman who is interested in joining our sisterhood of fat girls on TikTok, you can hit up the page at Plus Size Queens Crew. Thank you for listening so much. Love you. Bye.